Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, St. Louis Cardinals fans, and welcome to another Believe in Cardinals podcast. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. Today's date is March 6th, 2023, and this is episode number 11. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite shows, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many more. If you enjoy this show, please hit the subscribe button so you can be a part of the first listen club every time a new show is posted about the birds on the bat. You can also follow me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X-26 as I post content daily. And send me a message whenever you'd like if you want to hear something specific on the show. All right, guys, welcome in. Thanks for tuning in to another Believe in Cardinals podcast. Can't believe we're already at episode number 11. and We haven't even got to regular season play yet. Uh, please hit the subscribe button, like the show. Um, seriously, every time a new episode's drop, get a notification and tune in. Numbers are going up. I really appreciate that. You guys are really, really supporting the show, and um, I, I love seeing that. It makes me want to c- continue to create really good content. But, uh, yeah, man, just like that, we are, you know, a bunch of spring training games in. And uh, I wanted to record a couple more shows last week, but like I said, be patient with me. I was, I got back from Jupiter, Florida, and then I got home, and then I had to drive to Pennsylvania and then come back from Pennsylvania the next day. But I'm back home. I'm settled in here in Virginia. Weather's getting, you know, beautiful. It's 72 degrees. Um, and it's actually sunset right now. It's March, you know, Cardinals baseball is at the end of the month. We have March madness this month. You know, if you love those two things and this is a great time of the year for you, whether, you know, even with March madness, I don't know if you guys are, you know, Mizzou is on the bubble. I know there's a lot of Mizzou fans in in St. Louis and uh, there's some Kansas fans like me. I got, I got the Kansas Jayhawk shirt on today. You might hate that, but, um, it's exciting. March madness right around the corner. But anyway, hey, before we really jump into this episode, it's titled The Story Writes Itself. And the reason I put that is because the story really does write itself, right? We're, we're gonna, I'm going to bounce all over the place. That's the way spring training is. And on the drive here, I was thinking, I was like, I kind of run this podcast like a radio show. And what do I mean by that is I don't want to say it's not formal because it is. I actually spent a lot of time, you know, preparing for this show, right? And I'm sure you guys can tell that. But at, what I mean by that is, I listen to some other podcasts and sometimes they try to be more formal than have good content, right? Like, and that's normally when I stop listening to a show. So, and you know, sometimes, I mean, I guess when sometimes I'll be like, um, or something like that, right? Sometimes I, I kind of talk like I'm on a radio show. Like I, when I was in college, I graduated communications and media and I did a radio show. It was a two hour radio show. And if anybody's ever tried to do a podcast, like sometimes this this isn't too bad, 15, 20 minute shows, right? Like try to get to the point. But like if you try to run a two hour radio show, even though it was in college, it was like one of the classes I was taking, it can be tough. So that's, you know, that's kind of how I run this podcast is I like to get good information, but sometimes I'm not as formal as maybe I'd like to be. Maybe this is like a personal thing. But anyway, this episode, the story writes itself, right? Jordan Walker, the story writes itself. Like, are we overreacting? about him already making the club and whose spot he's going to take? Well, two can be true at the same time. Like, I think we are overreacting. But is that okay? Yes, because he's 20 years old and the kid, you know, just popped two home runs, you know, the other day, right? Like, we're going to get into this. But, and what did I say? I was driving here too. I was, 
sometimes I listen to my old shows just to like, you know, see where I left off, right? Stuff like that. And I had no idea I said this, but I said, um, besides the fact of stumbling over a few words, I can't remember what the word was, but I couldn't, I couldn't get the word. But anyway, I said that Jordan Walker, what if he hits a home run and we miss it because the games aren't streamed? I said, what if Jordan Walker hits two home runs and the games aren't streamed? Well, guess what happened? It literally played out exactly like that. Jordan Walker hit back, he hit two home runs. He almost hit for the cycle in spring training. Instead of getting a triple, he said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to hit another home run. That's exactly what he did. It's nuts. The guy is insane. And just like that, you know, <laughs> I said it. I'm like a, you know, a fortune ball or whatever it is. Like he, he hit two home runs and we missed it. He almost hit for the cycle. It's nuts. So anyway, the story writes itself. Okay. Before I got 10 bullet points I want to hit on in this episode, but before I get into that, I actually found this clip. It was the last time the Cardinals won the World Series. Everybody knows 2011, David Freeze hits a triple, you know, to right field, right, to tie it in the ninth, and then he hits a walk-off home run in the 11th. Cardinals are down their last strike twice. But I found this clip. It's actually from Great Britain. They were calling the Cardinals game. It's, it's insane. Hopefully it loads for you. But this is the walk-off home run in the 11th. I actually think this is better than Joe Buck's call that said, we will see you tomorrow night. This is phenomenal. So take a listen to this. Hopefully it plays for you. Needs must, though. The whole season's on the line here. Desperate times call for desperate measures. David Freeze at the plate against Mark Lowe. One run would do it here for the Cardinals. Otherwise, we're going into a 12th inning. Nine all the score. What a game. Here comes the pitch. And Freeze hits it high. He hits it long. He hits it into center field. Is it long enough? That is just crazy. I found that clip. I've never heard it in my life. I was like, this is phenomenal. What a clip. So anyway, why do, you know, why do I make a podcast? Why do other Cardinals fans make a podcast? Why do we keep up with prospects? Why do we, why do we spend our money to go to spring training? Why do we do all these things? Well, yeah, I mean, you can say it's a hobby and it, and it keeps us busy and I agree with all those things, but it's because we want to hear moments like that, right? Like there's 2023, like the last time the Cardinals won the series is, you know, World Series is 2011, and I think they have a real shot to do that this year. So anyway, I just wanted to share that clip with you. I, it didn't have barely it was like 5,000 views on YouTube. It was nuts. I had no idea. So I, I can't believe it's been like 12 years or whatever. I mean, 11, 12 years, and I, I just now heard that. That's crazy. Anyway, let's jump into it. What are the number, you know, one, you know, what are the top storylines of spring training so far? Okay, let's start with this, and. I try not to overreact, but let's start with this. And everybody is, is you know, if Adam Wainwright, Adam Wainwright cannot be our number four, number five starter for this team, who does it open up the door for? And, you know, why are you Braxton? Why are you saying, why can't Adam Wainwright be this guy? Well, excuse me, he is getting older, right? He's, what, he's 41 years old. Um, we talked about it last episode in his first, in his first start, he couldn't hit 86 miles an hour. Okay. Second start, it went up about a mile an hour, a half a mile an hour. It did go up some, but he got beat around, okay? Adam Wainwright got beat around. Now, 
I understand it's early. I know it's only February, and Adam Wainwright's headed to the WBC. But so far, he's ERA 7.20 in spring. He's pitched five innings. He's given up four runs, and you know he struck out four. But regardless, Wayne, look, Wainwright ha- has to at least hit 88 miles an hour to be effective. He has to. He has to hit 88 miles an hour. And, you know, just because he's Adam Wainwright, he's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. He's great in the clubhouse, right? Like, all these things can be true. But it's okay to be self-critical of a guy who's got, I think his contract's $17.5 million this year. That is a good amount of money for a guy that's 41 and he's not hitting 86 miles an hour right now. It's okay to have that concern, okay? And so that poses the question, if he can't be the number four or number five starter, who does it open up the door for? Well, throw a few names out there. Matthew Libertor, right? They want him to be a starter, and he's going to be one of the first guys called up if things go south for Adam Wainwright, you know? So maybe him. Uh, Dakota Hudson, right? If he if he can pound the zone, right? He, he's been okay so far this spring. Uh, let me take a look. What is his stats? He is 1.80 ERA, five innings pitch. He's looked good. Okay, guys like Dakota Hudson, Jake Woodford. You know, I think Jake Woodford, if, if it was me, I would say Jake Woodford immediately. I think he's, he's done a lot of good things for this team, and I think that he has a real chance to be effective this season. So anyway, that's the three guys that I would say have the biggest shot to really, you know, Break break camp and on the roster if something happened to Adam Wainwright or somebody doesn't stay healthy. But anyway, okay, Jordan Walker, <laughs> he's really going to make the club, isn't he? Jordan Walker is really going to make this club. Okay, and he might not, but I'm saying he had a 470 foot home run at 20 years old in Jupiter, Florida, where the humidity is crazy. Jordan Walker has looked phenomenal so far. Um, you know. If he makes the club, who loses a spot on the roster? These are hard questions to ask. Um, But it's a good problem to have, okay? Um, I think that if he does make the roster, who is the guy that's going to be the odd man out? Well, if Tyler O'Neill can't stay healthy, there's an easy fix. If Dylan Carlson can't hit well, you know, that could be a, you know, he could be the one. But, you know, we did see Dylan Carlson hit a home run from the left side today, I think. Um, it's just tough. And I don't know the answer, right? Like it's okay not to know these answers, but it's okay to ask the questions. Okay. So that's where we're at with Jordan Walker. Um, Nolan Arnado and, and Paul Goldschmidt left camp. They officially have left camp. Um, Nolan Arnado leaves spring training camp with an average of 571, and Goldie leaves camp with a 417 batting average. They picking up right with I mean, that's five 571. That's crazy, right? So these guys are right back in the form where they left off last season. Um and I don't expect to see them back in spring training camp pending some crazy upset happens with the you know World Baseball Classic. I think their their group is Canada, um, Colombia, and Mexico. Two teams advance in that group, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't see any way they wouldn't. So I don't expect to see those two guys back in spring training. But they they look good, so nothing to worry about them as we expected. Who's been the biggest surprise at camp? Mason Wynn. Mason Wynn so far. He's batting. Let's take a look. Before today, he was over 400. Let's see where he's at today. Um, he is batting 400. Yep, so he's still batting 400. He had a really crazy home run. Today, he muffed the ball. He picked it up, and he threw it exactly 100.5 miles an hour. 100.5 miles per hour from shortstop. That is crazy. The kid is 165 pounds. And <laughs> look, I think the way it's going to work, Tommy Edmonds is going to be the shortstop for the next two to three years. Let Mason win, develop, and we'll go from there. But he's definitely going to be the shortstop of the future. He looks so good. He looks crisp, smooth kid. Um, excited for him. 
Um, excuse me, Wilson Contreras. Before today, he was one for ten in the spring. Uh, you know, I put in on my paper here nothing to panic about, right? Let's just say this. Let's say for some crazy reason, Wilson Contreras doesn't come around this season with his bat. Well, he's a great catcher, okay? And I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but let's say he doesn't hit, right? Well, Yadier Molina didn't provide much offense for us anyway last year. And I, and I'm not, I think Wilson's going to perform for us. But let's just say, this team's still good enough to win if Wilson Contreras doesn't hit. Now, I expect him to hit, but let's just be realistic. Um, he, we're good enough to win without him hitting. His main role is to be a good catcher for us and gel with the pitchers, and I think that's print went, went well so far. But he got his first Cardinals RBI today, hit a ball in the six hole, and uh, scored a runner. So good to see Wilson you know, break through with an RBI. Got a couple hits now. I think he's batting 150. Yep, 154. So, you know, it's early. Um, he's only got, for goodness sake, 13 technical at-bats, so that's going to go up and down quickly. Miles um, Michaelis. He, he's 0-0. He's, zero, he's pitched five innings, hasn't given up a run. He looks great early. I don't want you guys to take Miles Michaelis for granted. That <laughs> Miles Michaelis is so good, okay, when he's healthy. He's been healthy at a great season last year, and his playoff game is phenomenal. Don't take Miles Michaels for granted. I don't want any of the fan base to do that. Um, the way we saw Jack Flaherty pitch today, okay, Jack Flaherty was amazing today. He had three innings pitched. He had five strikeouts in three innings. He only gave up one hit, which was a home run, but no big deal. Um, he looked great. Three innings pitch. He, he was throwing 94, 95 miles an hour. He looked like, I know it's, I'm not trying to overreact, but three innings, he, he looked like an ace. That's what he looked like today. Um, Steven Matt. He's had the best outing so far to, uh, today. He had the best outing of a starter for so far. He came into relief after Jack Flaherty threw three innings, nine up, nine down, four strikeouts. He threw 39 pitches and 27 strikes. You can't ask for anything else. Uh, out of all the players I've predicted in preseason to have the biggest, the biggest you know, comeback season, I think it's going to be Steven Matz. I really do. Um, I've said that multiple times in this podcast. I think he's going to be great. Um, Listen to this, man. If Jack Flaherty can pitch like he did today, Steven Matz can pitch like he did today, and threw on one outing, they look good. I know it's early, but and if Miles Michaelis pitches like he did, that is three guys. You're one, two, and three that actually are legitimate. You know, let's say Steven Matz is a legitimate two starter when he's on. Jack Flaherty's a legitimate ace if he's in his good form, and Miles Michaelis, well, he's proven if he's not, a, you know, if he's not a one starter, then he's one great two-starter, right? So these three guys, and then you get Jordan Montgomery, depending what you get out of Wainwright. He's a great five-starter, you know. So anyway, it, it would, today was one of the biggest days I was looking forward to in all of spring training. Thank goodness it was on TV. Thank goodness you know, we were able to see the stream. But between those two guys, they look phenomenal. They look great. Um, I also wrote down Jake Woodford looks good early. Uh, we already hit on that. Um, Jordan Montgomery did struggle in his debut. But his, you know it's okay. His velo, his velo looked just fine. He did. Uh, he has a 12 ERA, but it was his first outing. Um, three innings pitched, five hits, four earned runs. Tough day for Jordan Montgomery. He, you know, he he was just doing things that he normally wouldn't do. He, you know, he threw a ball. He was trying to throw it to the third baseman and like look like a pick play and threw it in the left field. So that wasn't good. But it's okay. We're not worried about that. I think you really got to give these pitchers at least three starts three starts before we make a real evaluation. And I know I'm kind of getting deep into it with Jack Flaherty and Steven Matz and, you know, overreacting on Wainwright. But at the same time, you know, it's it's okay to do that. But <laughs> realistically, man, in three start three different outings, now they could look way different. Um, And that's 
that's pretty much all I got on that front. Uh, the last thing I want to hit on is, you know, who is the odd man out if Jordan Walker makes the club? Okay. Is it Alec Burleson? Is it one less guy in the bullpen? Is it a guy like Juan Yepes, which I don't think is reasonable, but would it be, right? Is it is it Nolan Gorman? Is it Paul DeYoung? Everybody would be like, okay, yeah, Paul DeYoung, he hasn't performed, but, you know, he's making good money, right? He's almost making $10 million a year. Um, and he's really the only real shortstop outside of Tommy Edmond. And his glove's great. So I do think regardless of what happens in this spring and Paul DeYoung, I think he's going to end up making the club. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure on Alec Burleson. He's batting 250 right now. It's okay, right? Um, Paul DeYoung's batting 333 in limited time, six at-bats. I expect to see more of him soon. But, you know, it's a, it's a good question, and I want you guys, your guess is as good as mine. I was at the gym today. One of my one of my good friends that I talked to at the gym, he's a Braves fan, but he came up to me, he said, and I'm, you know, fascinated that he knew about it, but he's like, hey, what do you think of the Jordan Walker situation? He's like, who's going who's gonna to lose their spot? And I said, man, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I watch his team every day. You know, we study this team, and I said, I don't know. Like, Tyler O'Neill, he's a gold glover. You can't, you just take him out. Dylan Carlson, he's a good player. He's a good player. Um, has he been a superstar? No, not yet. But has he, he's been a good player. If he keeps the same pace, his MLB career would be great. It'd be a good MLB career. Um, Lars Newbar, I mean, what do you mean? He, he was last in, in the season last year, is one of the best players in all of baseball, not just outfielders, all of baseball. So that's three guys there. Okay. I mean, you got Jordan Walker. If he makes the team, I don't know. And I know we talk about the outfield a lot, but it is fascinating. It is fascinating. And Juan Yepes, he's he's playing really good this fall. Um, where's Juan Yepes? What is his average? I don't see it. I'm looking right now. I'm actually looking at the spreadsheet right now, but I don't I don't see his uh, average yet. But anyway, you get my point. That's all I'm going to speak on this this game uh, or this episode. Um, we do not have a stream for tomorrow. The Cardinals will face. Let me take a look. The Cardinals will face Detroit tomorrow. Doesn't look like I looked on the website. Doesn't have a stream. And then the following day, looks like they're going to play the Yankees. Yankees do have a stream. And then um, the next day on Thursday, the, the Cardinals actually take on the the W. They play one of the WBC teams. I think it's Nicaragua. Nicaragua. I can't say that right. But anyway, um, that's all I got. I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is the Believe in Cardinals podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and like, and everybody have a fantastic evening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.